0: Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, and you're listening to Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast. Now, finish this fight.
1: Podcast Unlocked.
0: happening friends it's podcast unlocked world's number one xbox podcast now that we decided that after last week we, we got larry to agree to it yeah. like listen he didn't fight us <laughs> he didn't fight us uh it's episode 235 for march 2nd 2016 i'm ryan mccaffrey mitch dyer hello very busy day <laughs> yeah, marty sliva your shirt matches the podcast. What your shirt? Oh, mine. Yeah, I thought you were talking. You're like you were tugging on your own shirt. I'm like, what are you talking no, about? It's, you're just very the on communist brand podcast is <laughs> just gray, just shades of gray. Destin Lagari, hi. Hi, everybody.
2: I'm reading the show notes. You should. You and should you, do and that. You, you caught me mid email at the beginning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. But just you no know one. Everyone's all over the place. I'm working Let's on something focus new. Focus
2: in. Working on something I was excited about.
0: So this uh, big show this week. First of all, I want to say thank you. We got a, a lot of great comments on uh, Larry Herb's appearance last week.
2: Yeah, thanks for the positivity.
0: Yeah, he he was great, he was fun. Uh, we got to sort of send him back with a couple of notes from the community <laughs> about live arcade and and dem you know digital trial yeah. versions and all sorts of stuff. So uh, be sure to listen to last week's show if you the have not just, already.
3: We missed two thousand and eight. We <laughs> <laughs> back two thousand and eight. It was wonderful.
2: That sums much, it up, yeah. more or less. It a, There's a 2000 and late joke in there.
3: Like <laughs> 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 just the sound
2: of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: anyway. Kill that's no, <laughs> it. From last week's show to this week's, we got Phil Spencer. I interviewed him at the Xbox Showcase last week. Only 15 minutes. That's all that they would give me. Otherwise, I would have talked to him for an hour like I always do. So uh, stay tuned. We've got that 15 minute interview that's going to run in the middle of the show after yeah, yeah. news and marketplace report. So before, uh, we'll, so stay tuned. Before we'll slot that in. And speaking of Xbox Showcase, Marty, you didn't get to go. You nope. had to be somewhere else. But the Correct. other three of us were there. Yeah, Mitch, what did you think of the event overall?
1: I liked it. That event seemed like it was made for me. Like, we went in going like, oh, I don't know if, like, we really care about a lot of these games. Like, they're all great games like Quantum Break and right. Gears and Ori and Minecraft, but it's not, like, revolutionary stuff, right? It's not what you would expect from an E3 lineup. So we went yep. in and we were like, ah, oh, this maybe some okay stuff. But the focus on PC was really interesting for me. I loved how much they're talking about unifying Xbox and PC, and we're going to talk a lot about that on this week's Ajahn Overclocked, our PC podcast. Subscribe today. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, But I like it. I like the philosophy. I think it's problematic. I think there are flaws. But overall, I think they're doing really interesting, really smart things. And I like the direction it's going. I love Phil talking about Xbox as evolving hardware, as something that isn't just static anymore, something that doesn't just die the minute the generation ends.
2: Yeah, his opening speech was great. I remember texting you guys. I'm just like, you know, he's talking about, like, just making it one platform instead of, like fracturing the audience. Yes. This is good news. And
1: there are important steps Microsoft needs to make that a reality mm-hmm. that I don't know if they're going to be willing to make right away. You mean like going He's, on Steam? A, going on... Not even just Steam, but like global marketplaces. You have to be everywhere right. if you want to appeal to a PC gamer because the PC gamer can usually access any game they want on any marketplace yeah. because they have that choice. They don't with Microsoft. Yeah.
2: Um, they're trying to fix that, though. He basically said, we don't want to sell you the same game 10 times. We want, and that's When the you buy thing.
1: it once, right. you like, have when I buy game. Quantum Break... I better have access to that on PC. Yeah. That's going to be huge. Yeah. Uh, when I play Sea of Thieves, I want my save file to exist on Xbox Live, not mm. on my Xbox. And I want, it will. And yep. I want to pull it from my PC because it's like, oh, I'm going on a trip, so I'm going to bring my Surface, and now I'm going to play Sea of Thieves with everyone back home yeah. on their Xboxes using my profile, my save, different machine.
3: Yeah, I love that idea.
1: I think,
0: for me, I was, I admit I was actually a bit disappointed by the event, but I'm not going to necessarily blame Microsoft. I think it was... I created my own heightened expectations. They sent out a save the date for this like a month ago. Like, February 25th, save the date, Xbox and Windows 10 game show spring showcase, I believe is what the specific terminology was. So in my head, I went, okay, well, Sony's had, you know, they did Paris Games Week after skipping Gamescom, and then they did PSX. They had these sort of big conferences. They showed off lots of stuff. Microsoft hasn't done a big public thing, since Gamescom, mm-hmm. where they had an excellent showing. Yeah, it was recall. Half a while ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. So I thought, okay, great. Spring Showcase here in San Francisco. Might finally get to see a little, maybe a little presentation, a little demo on Halo Wars 2, mm-hmm. maybe some, a little check in on Crackdown 3, because that was Destin, you played it. Yeah, I don't know I if know. you guys heard, but I got to play <laughs> Crackdown 3 what? in Germany. I don't believe that. Yeah. So, you know, I thought maybe we'd
2: see. There's a video of me uh,
0: actually playing it. See <laughs> that? Um, I thought, you know, I maybe can't. there's a chance see a thieves we might see a little, you know. I just you wanted I was looking all the goodies. when this yeah. spring showcase I thought okay, we're going to get a look at some of this new stuff. So the fact that it ended up mostly being Windows 10 releases of Xbox games mm-hmm. that are already out, Minecraft VR and yeah. I mean, okay, yeah, like, yeah. and then stuff like Ori Definitive Edition, a game mm-hmm. one of my favorite yeah. games from last year. But it's like I've already played this. Well, was game. A
3: lot of things that we'll be playing before E
2: three. Division yeah. was there, and it was the beta. That was a little strange. I thought like maybe an ex- a new mission or something mm-hmm. would have been nice. Yeah, I was kind yeah. of supp- there were a lot of stations was, for something like we probably. I was surprised. Played. I'm just like, why didn't you just give us another mission or something? You know?
0: So yeah. so yeah, I think I was disappointed in it in that regard that <coughs> it just it was mostly for us as Xbox gamers old stuff if you sure. yeah it, yeah. it I if just, this was
2: a community event they would have lost their minds because they haven't had access to this stuff like we have or but as press we've I, seen
0: it all if they had i think maybe there is a little bit of if there was if there would be one piece of criticism i would have for microsoft it would be the naming of the event they should have said this was this is a windows 10 showcase and then there happened to be a few xbox stations with stuff like pit people from the behemoth. sure if they had, but the fact that i think it was just the xbox name kind of created these expectations a little bit for me that If ha- they had really emphasized this is a pc a win a windows 10 gaming showcase i would have then i would have been much more understanding of the fact that there was gears of war definitive PC. for windows or ultimate for windows 10 and and uh you know uh what were some of the other the what, what mitch just said forza Forza, for, that's the other big yeah, one yeah, I was It to was also of.
3: that we, for a handful of their games, we have already recently done much deeper dives into them, like The Division and Quantum Break yep, and Dark Souls 3. That's, III. True. that's like, a
0: fair point. All these fair things
3: are, are games that we played at length recently, yes. whereas they sort of presented them there in just a very small sliver.
0: Right. But speaking of Quantum Break, mm-hmm. this is the first time any of the three of us got to play it. I've been vocally skeptical about the product
2: what do you think let's start
0: with you destin what did you think of the game Sold. They, had, they had the first <laughs> two acts of the game yeah. which amounted to roughly two hours yeah uh, did you I play all of ba- it yeah so
2: i basically the gameplay that's on ig on the 55 minutes that's, that's all me playing yeah. so i got to play it i got to watch a dev play at first because our capture screwed up so then i came back and i had, I had to play it yeah um and it was really fun. Uh, I'm sold. I like the acting. Uh, the actors in it are fantastic. Uh, the abilities are really cool. You're kind of like the Flash with like time-based powers that you can like project on other people. And uh, it gets really interesting the further that you get in Like with all your abilities. Gameplay is solid. Uh, we'll see how the story goes. it's It seems strong so far. It's
1: very weird in the beginning. Like, it's very timey-wimey. It's kind of, and it's yeah. right, it's really cool. I like a lot of the premise. Did you the guys... show
2: integration isn't bad. It's like Goosebumps, Choose Your Own Adventure. I still haven't Adventure. seen that yet. Yeah. So, uh, you, did you like two. the show? Did like you like the live <laughs> <laughs> action? I actually, it bugged out on me. Like, it didn't yeah. have audio. Oh, so, that's so I okay. And I couldn't capture it. And I was in a time crunch. So, I'm like, just skip. Like, okay, yes, the actors come on and it's based... <laughs> So you get these time moments where time freezes and you have to make a decision and right. they explain it in the narrative. It's in part two of the 55 minutes. Yeah. In um, the
3: game or the TV show? In the in, game,
2: in you make a decision in the game, right? And you either say, kill this person or let them live and do propaganda for us. Um, it's a little bit of a spoiler warning. But uh, then that decision plays out. Um, and then the TV show, based on the decision you you made... Does it so they like film the same scene in two different ways?
3: Yeah, interesting. Okay,
0: I I actually didn't stick around, so I have I bet my audience will, the audience is going to hate this, but I think I think they'll understand. Let me explain myself. Did you go to a Sony event? No, 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 I I was very much there, and uh, I, I thought it was a very first of all, I'll say I think it was a very good sign for the anticipation level and the potential success for Quantum Break that. Uh, at, at that whole showcase event, there were stations everywhere for all the different games. Everybody for was for most the of them, you could you, you could find a station and come up and play. Uh, Quantum Break, they had, I believe it was at least 16 stations, because it was sort of rows of four in a separate little building. Awful when I went over there in the smack middle of the day. It was not like the beginning of the event, not the end of the event. It was like middle of the day. They were all full. I had to wait probably 20 minutes to to get a turn, which which was I think bodes well for people who were very very yeah. interested in playing Quantum Break. And so I've been waiting so long to play this game. I get I get a chance to play. I'm sort of near the door so I've got there's a little bit of sunlight coming in. Oh gets, yeah. It's getting on my screen it. a little bit and the the monitor was mounted up high and I'm in a chair down low so I'm like kind of craning my neck and it was the PC version. And for so whatever here's reason, you're playing with yeah, sun blaring whatever, on your television, right? Screen. And whatever for whatever reason, yeah. the sound, I, I there was no way to adjust it in the game, and there was nothing on the headphones, and it was it just wasn't quite loud enough. Like I could barely hear the dialogue. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, okay, I've been waiting for this game for so long. I could wait another month. <laughs> yeah, I want to experience this the right way. But I mean, like I've got to play this while I'm here. I can't so. I, only, like, I actually stopped, like I, did the, I did the hour, I did the first hour, I yeah. did act one, and then even though act two, including the live action show stuff, was also in there, I, I actually walked away. I said, mm-hmm. I'm going to save, yep. I got a good taste, I want to play this on my terms in a, in a, in a proper, in a proper environment. environment. I did so. something very similar. But I, I will say, before I let you go, Mitch, I, I really liked it. I really like the game. It feels good. It looks excellent. I yeah. agree. The acting was good. Story seems like it it could go places. There are well, imagine
2: are, going down that rabbit hole with the TV show, right? So right. I picked one yeah. variation, and now I'm continuing down that path. Then it splits again. Then it splits again. Then it splits again. I wonder how many different versions yeah. there
0: are and total. There are there. Are, I in the first act alone, the first hour of the game, I found two really really awesome nods to previous. Remedy Indeed. games that I I won't spoil. I will tell you what they are. Beautiful, yeah. yeah. But I, I there were two, and I was like, these are this is awesome. I love this. I, so I like how you say to previous Remedy games? What
1: not, could they there's be? Not, there's not, <laughs> a lot of options
0: there. But so, it, either, but you don't know which one I'm talking about. And either way, it's interesting, right? Were they both the same so, game,
2: or were they two separate games? It was the same same game. Gotcha. Yeah. So there's actually something really subtle about Quantum Break itself. When you make the choice, it's. The choice that goes toward a girl, or to right. kill her, and then this guy takes her place. Yep, sort of. I hope I'm not being too. Spo- I'm You're worried totally about are, but... for the audience. <laughs> anyway, the guy who takes her place is the original character model of the guy for the Quantum Break trailers. But he's like what? he's like a cab driver, and he's all <laughs> cranky and really gruff. Uh, yeah, like... that's like yeah. Hey so, man, yeah.
1: you you were the lead of the game. You <laughs> yeah. want to come back and be a cab driver.
2: Yeah. So now he's a cab driver. That's and like, like that's like yeah. In,
0: Batman vs Superman. That's like Ben Affleck going from. All right, we're casting you as Bruce Wayne, Batman. That's to, like Christian Bale like, <laughs> showing
2: up in Batman vs
0: Superman like, as the Butler. Yeah,
2: yeah, Alfred, you're gonna yeah. Be Alfred, Alfred now. But like, <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh my goodness! Dang. Not even Alfred. That's
2: too much of a so, story. Like Alfred's ball. Butler. Yeah.
0: Mitch, <laughs> what? it and, and I'll just finish by saying, uh, yeah, the the first act I played it, I, I really liked it. It was, I expected Quantum Break to be really good because of Remedy's track record and the first hour was really good, and Mm -hmm. I can't wait to play more. I think this is going to be a really good game. The powers feel great. That's what mattered. What did you take away from it, Mitch?
1: Yeah, very similar stuff to everything you guys are saying. Um, I especially gravitated, like, Destin toward the combat because it's really cool to be able to, like, okay, I'm I'm in cover, and it's a cover-based shooter, but I'm going to stop time on that guy, pump a bunch of bullets into him, Dash like the Flash to the other side of the room. That's called get, bullet stacking. Get behind somebody. The bullet stack blows up and kills the whatever group is like yep. receiving all those bullets at once. And like while you're the, doing your flash thing and you're you're jumping toward people, you can use it evasively too, but I love that if you attack somebody with it, it has like a brief frozen moment where you're like, okay, and you just pump a couple bullets into the yes. dude who's right in front of you and yeah, you go away like again. Hit them and then they're, they, they, they float, they there, stunned. Yeah, it's just super satisfying, but it's also really hard because there are so many dudes in, in each area that they showed us. Yes. But it's because you're so powerful so early on and I can't wait to see how it changes over time and if those abilities are upgradable or modifiable or if you just get more stuff. Um, Yeah, I'm just really excited because
3: I'm I'm super in the mood for, like, a rad 10-, 12-hour campaign single-player game. Like, like I've been playing a little bit of Far Cry, and I I like open-world games, but, like, a lot of times I just want something that I'm like, hey, I can burn through this in a weekend and have it all.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how do you guys feel about the sort of like grainy film look that they went with? Because a lot of people are like, "Man, your video thing is really weird." I'm like, "No, that's how the no. game's presented." My they, favorite they made that. My favorite per- thing about the original perplex.
1: Mass Effect is that sci-fi filter. Yeah, I love it. I love I that turn it looks. It off. I really. Yeah. Oh man, I love that it looks like it's on TV. Yeah, like how it's you, on a tube TV.
2: So you like that for Quantum Break? Yeah. What about you, Ryan? I
0: was, I was, in, I'm indifferent on it. It yeah. didn't <laughs> bother me. I, I didn't
2: love it. And I, it didn't bother me. I was just kind of, I was fine it off, with it. Uh, I didn't look. Uh, but I, I was fine with it, but I noticed a lot of people in the community were commenting about it, and I was just wondering how you guys Yeah, I felt. saw a little bit about, uh, yeah, about I mean, that like, on Twitter. I, right? See, Certain for games, me, I'm like, like... The
3: Order had that, that yeah. sort of filmic
2: look. Um, yeah. I'm like, I I'm get the artistic direction they're going with. I'll I'm on board. Let's just see what happens, and... I'll yeah. trust you as
3: designer. Yeah. And I imagine it's one of those out. things where it might be jarring at first,
2: but you play the game for you just 20 adapt. minutes. I, and
1: I, like the first it, time you ever like, DVD has widescreen? Yeah. these black bars?
2: It does make the transition into the live action stuff a little uncanny, Like, because you're like already right. watching real characters in game, then you're watching them real, like yeah. actually acting. And it's kind of like, it's, it's, like a I little, Matrix it's a little all
1: unnerving,
0: again. but I, okay. I'll add to yeah. that, uh, the, the version that they had there, we all played the PC version of the game. Yeah. Uh, I did not. I played Xbox One. Oh, you played Xbox? Yeah. So our
2: video is all Xbox it's One? It's all video? Xbox One footage, okay. yes. Uh, the PC version was only running at 1080 30. They did say it will run at 1080 60 nat- yeah. natively and up to 4K, I believe, <laughs> yeah, for I, final launch.
0: And that's... and Like, it can
2: display in 4K. So, playing in 1080
0: 30... Don't quote me on that. I might be wrong. I don't have the fact sheet in front of me. Playing. Just, yeah, 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 playing in 1080 yeah. 30 on PC at that event... Yeah. So the of course the Xbox One version is going to be 1080 30. There, uh, I'm almost sure X- Xbox One's probably 1080 30.
2: I know for sure they said 1080 64 yeah. PC. I don't know about the 4K thing. That's the thing. 4K I'm, it
1: can run at 4K. It so, can. Okay. Yes.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm thinking after playing, I might uh, I might go with the PC version on this game. Yeah. I, I think I might. It's, too. PC it's the same and thing, 1080 60. Yeah.
1: Oh, I've got wait, a capable I can't, machine. Because I don't have a Windows 10 machine. It's Why free. Not just yeah, just update. So, for whatever reason, my home <laughs> PC does not qualify. Really? Huh, they... Yes. Like, one the application that's like, hey, you, you qualify for free is, like, not there. It's because you're Canadian? And Have you tried to... forcing it? <laughs> yes. And it's like, cool, buy today. For... I'm like, no, I'm not going to uh, buy it Maybe Windows you missed 10. the window. No, because it wasn't available during when it was like, hey, we're rolling it out, and we're hmm. rolling it out again, and now it's available for everyone. It just wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So, super weird. Cool. But, in any case,
0: uh, good. I'm glad we're all... Equally. We liked Quantum Break. We're, we're all high on Quantum Break. That's good.
1: Now let's uh, talk about
2: Killer Instinct Season 3. I thought that adding Arbiter and Tusk was a really interesting... But you guys have no idea about <laughs> no, <not> this game, <laughs> you get You get 15 seconds to yeah. talk about it. I, I really like Killer Instinct Season 3. I love that they brought Tusk from Season 2 back. Uh, Arbiter's a great choice. Hopefully, guys, add somebody from Gears of War, and then we get kind of like the brawl on Xbox. That'd be great. Could it that's be a, what, that's what I get, right? Could it that's be one of the Carmine
0: brothers since they always just die yeah, anyway? Would the, the, that would be great. That's that'd right? be great.
1: Because you would just call it like Arbiter is just arbiter. He's not the arbiter. <laughs> yeah, he's no, not David. No, he, you just call him Carmine. It's like which one is <laughs> just yeah. some other guy. Like, <laughs> like that Carmine would be Great. Prime. Like
2: a Gears character and a like like the secondary character you for him. What was it? General Ram or something? Yeah, that's what a lot of people are saying. Ram. They want Ram. When is KI season three coming out? March twenty somethingth. Mar- oh, my God. It's Come on. Look on the March 29th. <laughs> Killer Instinct Season 3 is available to download, including characters like Maya, Tusk, Arbiter. All right. It's not an ad. Stop. I, th- those are the only three I can nah, remember. I <laughs> uh, but you played it. Yeah, it's yeah, solid. Had a good time. I've been playing Killer Instinct a lot more lately. Yeah. Uh, still playing just one character, just Jago, but I think I'm going to learn Arbiter because it's Arbiter. Yeah, why not? It's Halo character.
0: Excellent. What All right. So, so that is our report from out. the Xbox and Windows 10 Game Showcase. A quick footnote before we move on to the meat of the show, the news, which is there's a lot of it this week. Just want to note, because everybody's oh, going to be curious, The Division, Tom Clancy's The Division, is out next week. And we received word from Ubisoft. that Everybody uh, did. They well, sent out yeah. a press blast. We will not. So uh, review, review copies will day. not be sent out. Our review will begin on launch day, so if you're uh, sort of sitting on the fence for the Division and looking for IGN to help you out uh, and maybe trying to to nudge you one way or the other with depending on how our review goes, Vince Ingenito will be doing that review. He's a uh, perfect man for the job. But we're going to start with a review in progress on launch day. So uh, do not expect a final score for that game for a number of days after it comes out. But we will be playing it. We'll be updating you on a regular basis to see what we think of it.
3: Yay. Yay.
2: That comes out Tuesday? Tuesday. No way. Next week, Tuesday? Yeah. That's
1: awesome. Just in time to not be able to play a whole bunch during GDC. (laughs) GDC is the week after. Yeah, I know. You get your <laughs> you get your feet wet. You get used to it. You do a couple of cool missions. you're getting ready for pre DC. None of us can do anything ever again. There's previous, a lot of pre DC stuff. Previous right. DC.
0: We'll come right back and yeah. do some news, and then again, stay tuned for the interview with Phil Spencer. After it's a good that. one. All right. Uh, since Destin has to go to uh, a meeting that his boss called on him, we're going to rearrange. That's one. The, the we already we talked gonna start about the top with. one. Oh, just, no, we not really, but we'll yeah, get we'll get they, to it yeah. after Destin leaves. Oh my goodness. I guess because it's Destin. It we'll talk now, about everybody. the thing Destin wants to talk about. It's Cool. It's, it's just just an E3 meeting. Nothing really no, important. It's, uh, <laughs> it is in in almost any other week. This would have definitely been the top news story, but yeah. uh, it's definitely it's certainly worthy. Mass Effect Andromeda has been delayed no, to I don't c- care. the calendar it's... first quarter of 2017, according to EA Chief Financial Officer Blake Jorgensen. Love that name. It's a good uh, name. Good I didn't name. see outrage from the- That is like a Blake masculine- Jorgensen? That is like a- That's a, that's a guy's name yeah. right there. Yeah, that's a man who eats a porterhouse <laughs> steak daily. It's just like out in his backyard just chopping trees down for mm-hmm. sport. Yeah.
3: We had two big delays. We're talking about Jorgensen. We're not Sorry. talking about the delay. Sorry.
1: <laughs> you wanted so, to stay for Jorgensen. You're staying for Jorgensen. <laughs> uh, that yeah. is the manliest man I think so I've ever seen in Mass my life. So here's the thing. Mass
0: Effect Andromeda, Just we got Jeez. a release window back on track. Holiday, <laughs> <Sorry>. right? <laughs> holiday 2016. Yeah, last year at E3, we got that gameplay trailer, that first look yeah. at the game. And at the end, Holiday 2016, not so much anymore. Recorded in-engine. <laughs> Not gameplay trailer. We yeah. got to be careful about that. You're,
2: I'm sorry. Th- their yeah, youth, that's their marketing trickery working on you, Ryan. It is. Don't fall it totally for it. Totally is. Yeah. I mean, don't
1: this fall isn't, for this it. This isn't
3: a surprise to me. We haven't seen no. the game. Game is going to be phenomenal.
1: Well, uh, it, Mass Effect Two and Three also came out not in holiday. Correct. correct. Yeah, we just talked about that. You said yeah. 2 came out in January. January, and then March was 3. I remember that, because yes. I played 2 <laughs> in like the week before I, my first semester of college started. I was like, all right, I'm going to sit down and play through Mass Effect 2, and I did it like that week. Mm-hmm. I love
2: the idea of a Mass Effect game early 2017. Nothing else is going to be really competing with it. You well, say that
1: now. You say that now before 45 <laughs> yeah. games get delayed exactly. out of October and into yeah. well, Correct. It's exactly well, what's going to happen.
2: In an ideal world, now I just get to play Mass Effect, enjoy it. There's nothing competing for that attention. And I just got to enjoy that experience. So, nothing would
1: have competed for its attention. Anyway.
0: That's And that's the point <laughs> I wanted to make was, you know, just the same way that Fallout 4 was the big, mm-hmm. cer- certainly the big third-party game, but I think we could just say the big game, period. Yeah. Uh, this past holiday, I don't think there was any doubt Mass Effect would have been the game for I, this holiday. I, I that would have yeah. been I the I, mega I Titanic kind of thing. Think
3: bigger than, like, Final Fantasy would, or bigger than Zelda?
2: I yes yeah i wonder if yes. other devs and pubs are just like oh thank god
0: oh yeah you bet <laughs> yeah. they are absolutely <laughs> yeah. i mean like if w- you're microsoft if, if you're either microsoft or sony or nintendo for that matter yeah. where you're selling only on one platform you've yeah. got, you know you're 100 going <clears throat> okay there are there are third-party partner but oh thank god their big <laughs> thing isn't <laughs> yeah. gonna overlap yeah. with our big thing anymore totally, totally. Mm. so uh yeah q1 2017 as we've said a million times, a delay is 99% of the time never a bad thing. Yeah. Do you really want, you want Mass Effect to come back in its most polished, perfect form possible? It's already looking phenomenal. Take the extra time. I don't
2: care. Delay it until the, like later in 2017, and, if that's what it takes.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, there, there'll be a million other things to play. Yeah. That's the good news. Not worry. And at all. by the time this comes out, it will be a five year gap between Mass three, Effect 3 four, and yeah. this, which is awesome. That's great. It's yeah. like GTA, where it now becomes... This will be an event. Wow. When this five game years? Is. Really? Five, Are you two th- sure? March of 2012 was Mass Effect 3. Wow. Yeah. Right before I started at IGN. That was one of my big uh,
2: big guides. I did the guide. I reviewed some of the DLC. You will be
0: half a decade older. It, when...
2: fe- it feels like it wasn't that long ago. It's nuts to think that it'll be five years. Yeah. So... Uh, I chased a weather balloon, got poison oak all over me. It sucked. Oh, I re-
1: oh God, I remember <laughs> yeah. that. That was so great. <laughs> to get the first copy. It was copy. awful. Didn't get that I special edition, I think I had though. to
2: call in one day and, like, soak in what's the pink stuff? Uh, that you calamine wine. lotion. Calamine lotion. <laughs> it was not good. It sucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't do marketing crap like that again. Idiots no. like me fall for it's it. It's fine. You can
1: do it. Just don't do it. Yeah, no, that's on you. I <laughs> have to.
0: <laughs> No one said you had to. These are the
1: these are <laughs> demands <volunteered>. of brand. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> so, what do you
0: guys think? What what's the what's going to be like the big thing for the holidays this year? I first know first we're doing the tip of anything. It's weird. We're when it's the on typical charted, gamer thing of May? May. No. It's only March. It's March yeah. 2nd. And we're like, what's going to be the big fall the holiday title? But- I hope
1: there is some top secret game we don't know about yet that is going to be like a fall. E3 one. Yeah, because right now you look at the, what what's coming and what's rumored to come and it's like, okay, we have Gears of War 4. Yep. Awesome. Battlefield 5 definitely has potential as a we'll talk World about War that. One multiplayer shooter, who knows. Uh gosh, what else is coming? I mean, Watch Dogs 2 is the other big rumor for this year replacing Assassin's Creed set in San Francisco for uh, Honor Ghost Recon this Wildlands year? could yeah, Wildlands. be a fourth quarter I game d- yeah. I don't uh, yeah it's it's certainly possible titanfall 2 yep yeah I but mean, none of these scream final fantasy like, persona yeah persona as well gosh but none of these stand out as like okay mass effect that is that game will own whatever month it's in the only thing that could possibly compete with it is call of duty you don't think like zelda I mean granted it's Zelda, all a pledge <laughs> Yeah. On the
3: on the Red Hot Wii U system. Hey, it's now gonna also probably be on whatever the hell the Red Hot NX is. <laughs> um,
0: it better be. Yeah.
3: Um yeah, or I mean so Take Two said that they're going to have a big presence at uh E three. We true? know that yeah, and so we know that means red most likely dead. So Red that's Dead it. Mafia. Red is, Dead. Obviously Mafia, but yeah, what if I mean, I know Rockstar doesn't do E three, but for a thing like Red Dead, I think Rockstar doesn't do E3 when it comes to GTA, but I feel so, like Red Dead is something that could well, be. Yeah, like we're, on, we're all like assuming that the,
0: this is this is their their next thing. I mean, it's just but, the, like the worst assumption. We're all just like, yeah,
1: it's to be Red Dead. I want it so
0: badly to be Red Dead. We don't know Red Dead Two or like a re-release. Red no. Dead Two, a new a new Red Dead. Well, Red Dead
1: Three. Because we're, we're still gonna get waiting into on. It. I don't hold
0: hold on, to what, to what if it's mix? a new
2: one with a like. Re-release. Yeah, perfect. One.
0: We're still waiting on the uh ballad of gay Tony style, like large scale add on oh, for GTA yeah. five. Did I they remember. ever
1: say they were gonna do that? Why? Yes. I'm trying to find the news story right now. They, but Man, they did. it still makes me mad. No, oh. they did not. They absolutely did not. Oh. What,
3: if, what if Red Dead is just a movie that takes place in GTA five? Here we, we all, go. We
1: all know like, how GTA five <laughs> ended. Oh in December of twenty thirteen there was I wrote wrote this news story okay that was Uh, two and a half years ago ago. Uh, I can't find here we go here it is by Mitch Dyer before you started here no I'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what if the internet here was great substantial GTA 5 story DLC coming in 2014 2014 a story I wrote in 2013 this is when they were like oh yeah by the way heists are coming online right In 2014. Oh, Uh when did we get those? A month ago? The developer said, we (laughs) have, have, quote, we have big plans for substantial additions in 2014, including continuing Michael Franklin and Trevor's Action Mayhem and Unexpected Adventures in Southern San Andreas. And then on a call, it was Strauss who was like, yeah, we have substantial story DLC coming in 2014. So that's why I I think that
0: happens before any potential Red Dead stuff happens. I bet that
1: doesn't happen.
0: You I think
1: they planned on it and they were like, you know what? No, it's possible. I, it's I better serve to just put this on nah. PC to get it on Xbox One and PS4. Yeah, and That's totally possible. And to handle
2: all the online stuff and heists. And... I just no, want more. totally going to do on the
3: five. You guys are
2: crazy. They're going to cash in on that big time. They're going to have a substantial story DLC. I don't know. If, if he said years. it publicly twice, there's no way they're just like, yeah, let's well, just can well, that I extra $20 no, million. Bioshock
1: Vita isn't a thing. I sure talked about that. I would be very surprised if it didn't happen. I'll make a burger bet. I bet we never see gt story. Here we go. Burger
0: bet. All right. Uh, what?
1: <laughs> what? what? Watch the video. Canadian? That was my favorite one. <laughs> what the hell
0: was that? The old Canadian handshake. I have to go my like around the mic. The <laughs> old Canadian left hook shake, eh? Oh, man. Damn it, Destin. Uh, <laughs> so... Uh, well, now that you've s- we've segued into the Battlefield Five thing, we'll go back to the Phil Spencer stuff. Plus, again, already... he's All he's right. on the show in a few minutes anyway. He's great. Uh, Battlefield Five, according to a random German retailer's listing, may be set in World War One. This retailer listing Maybe. from Germany set sa- says. Uh, just has a description with a specific date of October twenty sixth, which is awfully specific. Yeah. Usually, the placeholder stuff is like the first or the thirty first. Totally. Did they take days out of October? Let's get it. The uh, so the description is quote multiplayer tech. This is translated from German, but it's multiplayer tactical shooter in World War One. Yeah. Which is so my my thoughts here are tell me what if you guys think I'm nuts, but this is either a, a retailer. Put this up, knowing that the internet would pick it up, just looking for attention, looking for s- some notoriety, because people have tried other weird. I mean, Call of Duty had a social media campaign where they were talking about terrorism, mass in real, through in the, the, real of the woods, massive active floated... a <laughs> bunch of Dave idiots Destin, mind searching for it. They've destined poison oak, or or, this or is Ivy. some I don't sort know. of legit thing that they weren't supposed to post. And
3: yep. this game's set in World War One. So I really hope this is true even though i don't understand what this game would be if it said world war I. Right? especially a battlefield game which yeah. is battlefield a large scale. Uh, 1930 <laughs> 30 <laughs> yeah. 31 Nin- 1919 yeah yes. like uh i mean i don't know it's really interesting but <laughs> world war 1 was it was sort of before what the thought of quote modern warfare is, not modern warfare is in Call of Duty, but hold on there's is in, a, like let, World War II. Oh, there's a gun in
0: my mouth after yeah. you said that.
3: <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean it was trench
2: warfare, it was slow, it was mustard gas. I it love was, the idea of like there were still horses. Yeah and tanks. Oh my God, and, yeah. But there were people in airplanes and stuff like that. Sure so and like, tanks like, there's some stuff like that
1: existed. But I love the idea of a game where it's like, okay, like you don't have machine weaponry like machine guns. Like sub like ob- yeah. automatic weapons aren't prevalent. Yeah. They had Ness of, like, machine guns. Yeah, yeah, of course, but you're not, like, the the most boring game of all time. So I love the idea of, like, okay, like, we've got... A pistol and a knife, and we are gonna like any enemy encounter is like five guys in yeah. an entire mission. Yeah, instead of just mowing down forty five. Yeah, hit. and
3: they like use five the word guys. Tactical, you gotta use stealth and be careful because no know. one like Battlefield
2: isn't known for tactical really. Sure, right?
3: Like that's not, not what really. I would disagree.
2: Scale. I would disagree. I think Battlefield is one of the more tactical shooters on the market, actually. Just because, like, you can work together with a squad, you can yeah, have a I healer. Yeah, I agree with Destin on that. You know, and you have different classes that, that make sense. Choose. I don't know. To me, And tactics if you work together effectively. Like, that's to me, tactics Tactics
1: is, is... I mean, tactics is specifically anticipating enemy movements. Like, to me, tactics
3: yeah. is brothers in arms. And so yes. I'm almost thinking well, that this yeah. might be more along the lines of that. that Maybe. Cool. Interesting. I would love so, that. Yeah. The
1: thing is, like, we're thi- we, right now we are talking about a single-player campaign. We are not talking about whatever the multiplayer is going to be. What is the multiplayer for a World War One shooter? Jumping out of a biplane into another
0: biplane. Well, remember, though, remember though, helicopter that the helicopter. Dice, dice helicopter made shirt. their name as Vietnam on a World War II shooter. Totally. Battlefield yeah. 1942 was the gold standard for multiplayer first-person shooters, and it happened to be set in this in a similar time period. Mm-hmm. So there's there's no I don't doubt the the design. Uh, viability of this at all.
2: Here's some awesome stuff that's happened since the last great World War I or II shooter. Uh, Design philosophy has massively evolved. Uh, The technology has evolved. I think we're going to get something really cool with a developer like this working on a product. It's funny you say
0: that. Marty and I were talking about this Mm -hmm. in the the IGN newsroom earlier, and that's... uh, Or no, it was Brandon Tyrell. I'm going to give you the credit anyway, Marty. Suck it, BT. Yeah. So... When Call of Duty 2 was a launch title for 360, we'd already had a million uh, World War II shooters at that point. But Call of Duty 2 was not only a, just a great game, great design game, but technologically speaking, you had that awesome That's volumetric smoke, smoke right, yeah. from, the, from the smoke grenades. That was the big thing. And that sort of that like added a new wrinkle to it by virtue of the technology. We haven't had a World War II game purpose-built for this new generation of consoles yet. So I think it would be really cool to see... A World War One game mm-hmm. built for eight gigs of RAM and you know the oh, Jaguar eight. GPU and, and yeah, was, what there hasn't been a, what sixteen? What? Oh, you're talking about the console, the, consoles. Consoles. the Sorry. PS4 thinking, and Xbox One. I'm thinking One. PC. Hang with me, my <laughs> yeah. friend.
2: We're on an Xbox show. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm <laughs> imagining they the same like, thing, though, now?
2: <laughs> I'm imagining what they can do like with the rain effects, smoke effects. You know how rain affects your visibility. You know, I'm just thinking all the crazy stuff they could do with the new engine.
0: Yeah, so... Uh, How's Levolution gonna work oh, on the boy. Western
2: front? <laughs> that would be kind of cool. More actually.
0: than anything... I, I know it's goofy, but they could do some cool stuff. I do, if this is true, I 100% salute EA and DICE for being the taking the first step in the industry out of the Modern Warfare slash Future Warfare just clone zone that we're in now because that's what everybody's doing. Yeah. Mo- modern Warfare, Future Warfare... And I, we've talked, we've done whole shows about this before. How the pendulum we're swing? We're all just sick of it, and yeah, it's we're ready for that, that pendulum to swing back. So I'm, I'm ready to go back. Because uh, it took when World War II games were ubiquitous, it took Infinity Ward, it took Vince yeah. and Jason to finally go. Call of Duty Four is a modern warfare game, mm-hmm. and that's and that sort of was the first domino to fall. So I'm ready for a break from the modern Same. warfare games. Do you I'm have to go, Destin?
2: I'm ready to go back, back to the first story about Phil Spencer, and back the to next your job, three minutes? and <laughs> get out. <laughs> yeah, I'll just, I'll just bounce now. All thank right. you, <laughs> thank you guys. I wrote down my answer, by the oh, way, for, for trivia. Unlockable. Okay,
1: so, so um, I would like to point go. out, it's you really may fun. never once again complain about the phone in. This is equal. It's equal. This is equal. My you're manager in... told me I have to go to a meeting. This, I was on this vacation for my mother's 50th birthday. Aw. So what? I'll let something. the community
2: decide, but this is a super easy answer. They don't you know get
1: what? to decide. This is equal. I'm making the call. This is equal. I'll <laughs> okay. fight you. Okay. I'll fight He's... you.
2: No, it's not equal. <laughs> I was here on the show. I I was present and circled my answer. It's different. It is not equal.
1: Uh, you here for trivia uh, I don't
0: think so. Hold on. I'll I'm just it up? I'm just checking the scoring real quick okay. I'm way behind so I need this <laughs> yeah he's give him a break he's yeah. gone he's only got two points
2: uh you and Marty. And already you're, you're have gonna four. get it anyway so it's gonna be like I'm sure you got I'm confident I that gave you guys, guys kind of
0: this. a softball this week you mm-hmm. should yeah. all get this week's question. yeah so we'll get to that right. Destin I gotta go. uh, always good to see Thank you. you guys we'll see you on next week's show Destin circled e <laughs> for the rest of us the rest let's of us. talk about uh, Phil Spencer's opening comments. Yes. Yeah. Which I actually wasn't there for. I had a thing I had to do. Read about it later. Heard it from you guys. But uh, he, he touches on some of this in the interview coming up very shortly as well. But Mitch Dyer, Phil Spencer, implied that Xbox One games will work on the next Xbox console and that X, the Xbox itself, as a platform, we could see incremental updates to its hardware. Mm-hmm. That, that, would
1: is, be that is that is wild.
0: So what, is that like... So, what I take this
3: as is when you know when they release the whatever the Xbox One Elite version would be. They already have that. Like, well, I, you know, just no. They wait. There's, Called Elite. Yeah,
0: it has a fancier hard drive in it.
3: Oh, okay. But when they release, <laughs> instead of just doing space, it's like literally there's be, it's better performance.
0: You're so is, basically you're talking about an iPad to iPad yes, to totally, like a, totally. an iPad iPhone situation yeah, yeah, yeah. where it's the, all the apps. It's all the same ecosystem. But my. My 6 Plus doesn't run it as well as your six, Right, uh, but it runs it. That's the thing is the
1: software must run, and this is so contingent on the thing they're talking about, the universal Windows application. Application. Like a game that work on Windows and Xbox is what that means. Um, And universal on the platform, right? Like if, if Xbox hardware is going to evolve, it needs to make sure that, and developers need to make sure that games run sufficiently on the old hardware. Obviously, that means you can do a lot more if you have better hardware, ac- better access to better hardware as the platform evolves. But if you start doing stuff that older pieces of hardware can't do, then you're sort of breaking you're the rule. Early adopters. Exactly that, and you're breaking the rule well, of universal Windows application. And like, here's it running is not the same as it being a good game. Let's say, let's say they move ahead with this, and let's say every
0: like two years there's a Xbox One Plus or a you know the Xbox One S or whatever the hell it's going to be called by by going incremental do you you just you're not going to muster the same meteoric kind of impact in the mass media or even necessarily in the gamer community as you would with a boom Xbox 4 yeah here totally. it is like is is the trade-off worth it for for a an evolve to, to evolve rather than uh have a you know, a revolution of sorts. An evolution rather than a revolution.
3: Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. It's just, it's sort of unprecedented in terms of, well, not completely unprecedented. Like I mean, it, it's, N- it, it's,
0: he, it's PC gaming. It's PC gaming. I was just
3: going to say in the console space, and that's actually not quite true because, like, the N64 had that RAM cartridge that's true. that you put in there. That's true. Um, which certain games, like Donkey Kong. The
0: Un- 32X for yeah, the Genesis, I mean, totally. which yeah. didn't
3: go well. No, that didn't go well at all. Um, I don't know. It's really interesting to me. Like, I'm not 100% sold like I like Mitch said, I would really be worried that if you have a launch Xbox One by the time you're nearing the end of the generation. That you paid five hundred dollars for that when you buy Halo six that it's not running as well. Right. Someone who has a newer Xbox One, like that's a little worrisome. But um I don't know. It's it's cool. It's exciting.
0: I, I wonder if the answer could in fact be a hybrid of the two where maybe there will be one or two Xbox One upgrades to the hardware uh, over the you know over the next four years, mm-hmm. but then there'll still be a, I don't want to call it a cutoff point, but there will still be a proper, like, boom, full platform, like, new Xbox where the old stuff will work, but the new stuff wouldn't necessarily work. Like, you know what I mean? Like
3: Oh, I mean, you're just talking about whatever the next true console yes. is? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I didn't actually. take this as we're not
0: going to get that. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, not really, but yeah. I just kind of wanted to. Yeah,
3: no, I absolutely think in whatever four, five years we'll get the you know, yeah the Xbox Two and the PS Five or whatever. I don't think yeah. this is. I don't think that's ending anytime soon.
1: I don't know. Please I, don't call
3: it the Xbox Two. Please don't. <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't know. Yeah, they I, sort of painted themselves into a corner. <laughs> yeah. A yeah corner. What's next? What are we gonna do? They're kicking the can down the road. Uh, we'll uh, let the next guy worry about that. Well, they can always. I I back with the when 360 was coming, and I we had heard at OXM that one of the finalists. For the name was xbox next like they yeah, could was, just just unearth that one because yeah. that's yeah you know always implies the future yeah. like always, always heard, implies future
1: i heard a weird thing i yeah. don't know if this is verified or true this was not even something that was published don't even know if whoever i can't remember who told me or where right, it came from you caveated it <laughs> sufficiently you Might not even be able to, be, supposed to be, able be talking about this uh the those those names yeah those fake names were distributed intentionally to no, different you're, people. You're talking about with the Xbox One, though. Yes, I'm talking about. Oh, that with the way back. Oh, I Excuse do me. remember but that. Yeah, with the, the
0: Xbox be, One. You're right because we talked to a certain developer, f- people we knew. Yes, that they they were told a like, specifically different name than the team. We other were, we it's were told watermarks. Should we even yes. say it? What? Are we going to get in trouble?
1: Which which part? Probably not. Just be safe.
0: But we were told the name of. We were told th- like. On good authority from a developer like, oh yeah, this the, is what this it is, is, the is name. called. This is the name, and we we're like, that's not bad. We could, that's that's fine. And then we were actually shocked when it was Xbox One.
1: Yes, because uh, to my understanding, developers working on Xbox One games were given they did not know the name of the machine, and they were all given fake names. Because so I guess Microsoft it, knew it was going to leak, <laughs> right? So that if and when it leaked, they knew exactly did where it leak? came from. Numerous no. names leaked, one, did but that one leak. did not. One but did there not. were a bunch that did not, or a bunch that did. Interesting. 360 didn't leak either. I don't
0: think so. Yeah, yeah. I Managed to keep those under wraps somehow. Yeah. Good, good stuff. Um, God, I don't even know what we were talking. Oh, so back to the yeah. <laughs> back to Phil. <laughs> back to and Phil Windows Spencer. and Xbox Evolution. So, yeah. D- I mean, I, I I love the idea of having a sort of universal Windows Xbox platform. Same. Where you you just play wherever you want to play. Mm-hmm. If I decide, like I was saying earlier, like mm, Quantum Break. I've got a piece. I've got a sufficient PC. I'm going to go PC for this one. But then, like, Sea of Thieves, no way. I'm just, I want to be on my couch yeah. just with the controller and with the live headset but I talking want to both. my crew. Like,
1: I want there to be a situation where, like, my girlfriend's on a machine in the living room and I want to play Sea of Thieves right. or we want to play together so right. I can play and on PC and she can play I'm on I'm not Xbox disputing or... that. I'm just saying, yeah, my, yeah, my, whatever my of course. mood is, I just love the, uh, the notion that I could do either or both at any given moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, this is... So when do you
0: guys think we're going to get that? When is the next Xbox? As in... Yeah, the, the next proper, full-blown Xbox oh, console. Uh,
1: like, not an evolution. Not like Xbox, Xbox... Xbox 4. Right, <laughs> right. So what was it? It Go was big. 2005 to
0: 2013,
3: correct? Eight, y- was, eight years. So eight years. Uh, 2019?
1: I think that's way too soon. I think 20? if they're really committed to this, the stuff he's talking about with adaptive hardware, then it has to be later. It's next 20. fall. Next fall. Next fall. It's coming. It's actually at E3 this year. Oh, and it's out now. <laughs> oh 9, man. <laughs> yeah. Nintendo NX doomed.
0: No, yeah. I would bet it's later than 2020. I'm gonna split the difference. I think it's 2020. I think okay. it's not eight years, but I it'll be long, but not quite. I think I think seven years, I think it's gonna be 2020.
3: Right. Five years from now, we'll regroup for this taunting. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, I would really I'm really curious to see what the Xbox One hardware is going to be, like, in four years? Like, is it going to be substantially more powerful because of this? But,
0: well, the, the what, you mean the next console proper? No, 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 the Xbox One. Oh, the revisions? Yes. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's nothing stopping them from following the exact smartphone playbook and releasing the Xbox One Plus next Christmas before, or in time for Halo 6, Mm -hmm. and it's got a, maybe it's got the same CPU, but it's got a, like, monster GPU in it, like, comparatively speaking, Mm -hmm. that's, you know, more powerful than... Maybe the P,
1: you know then PS4 or Xbox One. Yeah. Well, they can do and different stuff too, right? That's not just visual or processing. It's like you can make a better uh, wireless device that's inside. So your Wi-Fi is better. Potentially. Like, things like that. Yeah. It's smaller stuff yeah. that is... It, it, but it's appreciated in the moment. Apps you have more apps running, running at once. And can, yeah. They,
0: yeah. Maybe there's more RAM in it. Yeah. Uh, sure. That if, you know, things could potentially take advantage of. <coughs> and yeah, what, and where I was going with the smartphone thing was you could then charge $400 for that box... And potentially sell an Xbox. You could sell three Xbox Ones to the same customer over the course of the system's life, rather than Marty. You mentioned yeah. the guy that paid that pays 500 on launch yeah. day, and he's he's done spending money on Xbox hardware for mm-hmm. eight years, yeah, totally. or seven years, whatever it is. Because I know I would. If there's, if that, you know, that is that is the enthusiast crowd. That is us. That is our audience. We are going to if there is a better upgraded Xbox next year, mm-hmm. we're buying it. Yeah, totally. We're 100 percent buying it. We're going to play our games as at the top end of they're capable of being played. Yeah,
3: yeah. I don't know. Very interesting.
0: Yeah. Uh, so very fascinating. Uh, we've got a little bit more on this from Phil coming up in the interview, as well as some other topics, such as uh, I asked him what he thinks the portfolio is missing, like sort of genre wise. Uh, You'll hear a few things coming up. What do we got left? Oh, another thing that I want to hop on the soapbox about. It's burning me. I hate this. you getting burned? Well, I feel like, yes. (laughs) Oh, this is the thing I looked at earlier, and I was like, (laughs) oh, yeah, you're very angry (laughs) about this. Yeah. So Capcom, Mitch Dyer, you and the IGN News team
1: put out a story via Capcom release. I'm super excited to be writing about the Resident Evil 4 release date. For the ninth time.
0: Resident, Capcom is re-releasing Resident Evil's 4, 5, and 6 as $20 games, uh, again. And I'm, I'm, I've, I know I've argued about this before, I've cried about this before, but I... This is just like this was kind of like, almost the final nail. Not final nail, like I'll never But it
1: was like do, the last draw of like, alright, I'm this. done. Like Capcom so Three gonna, at once are you kidding me. I'm gonna me?
0: I'm gonna go, I'm just gonna say this. And you guys can disagree with me all you want if you feel that way. I think Capcom is the worst uh, major third-party publisher this generation. What about Konami? <laughs> 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 Shit. Okay. All right, second worst. Second worst. No, I, I, this generation, absolutely. So yeah. the, bec- and yeah, part of the reason that I'm so upset is because at this point last generation, Capcom was one of the best. One of the best. You had Keiji and Afune leading development teams in the East and the West mm-hmm. and that were making things new, innovative, yeah. awesome things like Dead Rising, like Lost Planet, mm-hmm. Like, uh, at the time, I mean, Resident Evil 5, which was very much a reinvention. Totally. And a game that is kind of, I mean, a lot of people didn't like it. I actually, I played that entire game in co-op over Xbox Live with Mitch Dyer. <laughs> too. And I had an amazing time. It was awesome. I if I'd have played, it, if I I really played it by myself, game. maybe I would have felt differently. But yeah. as yeah. a co-op we experience, had a we had an awesome time. Yeah. Six six I don't, sucks, get, I don't get the
1: hate for that game. Five, yeah. I, like I don't five I don't. A six, I total, six was awful. You know what game I don't want to buy again, though? Resident Evil 5. You know what's
3: insane? I think the craziest thing about all this is, do you know how they're releasing? Yeah. Six is releasing first, and, and, then, then and then months later, five is releasing, and then months later, four is releasing.
0: So, Why? Like, you couldn't even chronologically yeah, that, get that, your I mean, mistake that. right. So <laughs> Capcom, they they have, I, I know I've said this on the show, they have publicly stated in like shareholder or investor calls, they have said their current corporate strategy is remasters. It is mind the back catalog, uh, you know the the only new things Capcom has done. Dead Rising three was a launch title. Thanks Microsoft. W- published by Microsoft. <laughs> yeah. That game would not have happened had sure. Microsoft not totally. stepped in. Street Fighter five recently Sony. released. Sony. <laughs> thanks Sony. Would not have happened had Sony yeah. not stepped in and paid for it. And even that is a sort of a husk that yeah. game right yeah. now. Yeah. So uh, Capcom is they are sit they sit on. You know, it's it's a lot like how I used to be frustrated with uh, rest in peace now, but but LucasArts. Mm-hmm. They sat on this gold mine of IPs and things that they just never did anything with. That's what Capcom's problem that's my a part of my problem with Capcom now. They're sitting on this treasure trove of great stuff. Dino Crisis, Onimusha, uh They've they've done. They're, it's just I nothing. T- I would
1: love an Onimusha reboot. It's yeah. nothing oh, wait,
0: but it's nothing but back catalog garbage. And I know that you know people could argue. Well, the problem is gamers who keep buying it. No, there that's only a little part of the problem. The the problem is Capcom not stepping up and putting any money or vision or belief in any new ideas
1: and getting out there with. This somebody. used to be the most inspiring, creative, inventive. Game publisher around, like they are responsible yes. for yeah. the entirety of the reason half of a, like half half the games that you loved as a child. Capcom, yeah, the totally. other half probably Konami. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> anything that wasn't Mega intended. Man, Street yeah. Fighter, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, like seriously. it's all there, and there's so much good stuff. And at the turn of every generation, they were responsible for massive shifts in genre, and like they, they wrote, were cinematic they, at the beginning of the PlayStation genre, and now they are what they wrote a new
0: as part of their whole push last generation with those games you know the dead risings of the world we just talked about they had uh uh ht mt framework two point they wrote a new engine oh, yeah. for the last generation of consoles like they were all in they were all in creatively they were all in technologically and i don't seemingly though i mean because those games all turned into franchises mm-hmm. that we just said lost planet dead rising and then you know resident evil continued uh, they built Street Fighter off of that technology, Street Fighter 4, which, which was huge. which was phenomenal yeah. and a huge game. So I I just don't – I'm sick of Capcom. They need to – they should just stop – either put up or just stop – just get out of the business. Like go do something else because I'm sick of you guys.
3: Yeah, I completely agree with all this. But if they either show me Mega Man 11 or a cool new Resident Evil, I'll forgive them.
0: <laughs> well, yes, that would be the point. Also, Showing something
3: if new. they just said, even if they just said, "Hey, we're doing all these, but we're doing all these so that we can make a cool big Resident Evil for you," but they're not saying that, and I don't know if they are doing that. And I want them to.
0: Uh, I want a real also. Big I want to. I want to. I this is. I'm getting slightly into conspiracy theory territory here, <laughs> but I want to point out: I don't think it's a coincidence that. To me, that the, this creative downfall of Capcom seemed to coincide with the time of Inafune leaving. Yeah. he was the guy that was responsible for bridging those those, those east, east and west, and west. Uh, tendencies and and uh, interests. Totally. And, and ever since it's ever since he's left, this company has has dried up mm-hmm. from a creative standpoint. conspiracy.
3: Ted Cruz is a Zodiac killer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's <laughs> What's the uh, Dead Rising team been working on since Dead Rising?
1: Was that we don't know. I don't know. They've They're in h- Vancouver now, It's yeah. funny. They've been hiring a, a game director or a creative director for two years. Hmm. It's, like, the job it's listing like, just keeps getting posted as funny. like, oh, we need a creative director. So I don't know if people are leaving and that, whatever project that is. Or if is, it's two projects, maybe. Right. I don't know. I mean, they no have to been,
3: they've been doing something. It's been, what, two and a half years since?
1: Yeah.
0: That
3: was a launch, launch game. game. So,
0: yeah. yeah, two plus years. Yeah. All right, so anyway, uh, Capcom, just stop doing what you're doing. Stop it. Go back to... Bad Capcom. Go back to 2006 ca- Capcom, that that level of creativity. Yeah, Buying a Commando,
3: Rearmed, yes. the, the 2D one, not I the Wife Arm.
0: Rearmed is so good. Wife <laughs> yeah. Arm wasn't so bad. It was just the story was weird. <laughs> wife Arm wasn't so bad. It was just the Wife <laughs> Arm that was bad. I, I reviewed that game. No, it wasn't a bad was, game. Yeah.
3: Also... Uh, the fact that I had Wi-Fi makes me remember it. So
0: that's true. That is true. A uh, couple final points. Let's let's crank it over back to the happy. Let's okay. t- turn up the happy a little bit. Carmageddon is coming to consoles, which makes me super happy. Carmageddon Max Damage is on its way to Xbox One and PS4 in the summer, which is the perfect time for it to come out. You'll recall uh, if you're if you're like me, an old Carmageddon fan. This was a Kickstarter success story. Mm-hmm. It did come out for PC, a Carmageddon reboot by the original team. They got the rights back, It was and it was largely still the original crew from, like, 20 years ago. Uh, so this is now coming to the Xbox One in the summer. It's a perfect fit for—it's, like, an ideal gamepad arcade driving mm-hmm. game. Um, the, the new one is—it's good. It's not as good as the originals, but it's super fun. And uh, it's great to see Stainless Games fulfilling their promise, because they actually had said— it's going to consoles. We're, we, you know, in the Kickstarter, we want to get this to consoles if we raise enough money, and they did. Nice. So, uh, but they've been quiet on it ever since. And plus, in this video game, you can run over human beings in a DeLorean. Mm-hmm.
3: That's what you did.
0: Through. I owned a DeLorean, That's and what I you couldn't did through much of the. Odds. <laughs> I couldn't even <laughs> run over here. Not real. I'd go in. I'd be in jail right <laughs> now. So it's fantasy fulfillment, no matter what your what your background is. You have is, an actual so. DeLorean in the game. It's like a license, or no. it looks like a dollar. Yeah, okay. it's it's a Degorian. Degorian, <laughs> that's clever, because you run over people. In I don't get it. You want to know a cool other side joke yes. in there? On the front of the car, on the front of the Degorian, uh, it says "Run," where the DMC logo that's is. So really run DM, yeah, that's really good. It's really great. All right, that's big fan. Multi-layer joke right. going like on it. right there. You're in. So, uh, look for Carmageddon to hit the Xbox One this summer, and finally. I'm not one to advocate pre-orders because you don't know if you're going to get burned. But if you feel pretty good about Doom and you're thinking you want to get the new Doom, might want to pre-order it. Uh, and Here's why. You are getting what is, I guess, more or less a $20 value because you can still buy these games yeah. on the Xbox Marketplace. You get Doom and Doom 2 for free. They're both backwards compatible. They, they're, they're the 360 versions, but they run on Xbox One. The 360 versions of a 1993 PC yeah, yeah. game. <laughs> Pretty good ports. They That's, are really good ports, actually. They control great mm. with a gamepad because there's no looking up or down, so you're just. Also, the games have aged incredibly well. Like, Unbelievably like, well. So
3: fun to play, just because I think the shooting, just because mechanically it was so simple. Yeah. Uh, I mean, despite being revolutionary, it was simple. Uh, the games are tons of fun. To see
0: yeah, to play. and it's. I mean, th- the fact of the matter is, if you're a 20-something, uh, particularly early 20-something listener of this show, and you know, you weren't around for Doom when it first came out. The re- first-person shooters, as you play and enjoy them now, exist because of these two totally. games. Yeah. So the fact that you can get bo- get them both for free from for pre-ordering uh, the new Doom mm-hmm. is pretty sweet. They are... Uh, it's just it's little history in action, and like like the guys say, it they totally hold up. Yeah, like Mario, <laughs> like the original so Mario, it still holds
3: up. It's not like going back and like if
0: you like adventure games, play Zork. It's like no, it's if dangerous. you never played them, you owe it to yourself to yeah. finish to go through them. because Yeah,
3: so you never punched an imp and made him explode with their cool.
0: Yeah, Berserker that's Pack. The, yeah. yeah, yes, imps. I like you, Marty. Yeah, you're a good guy. Yeah. All right, that's, that's enough ba- of that. Doom backwards is
3: mood. Just just realize that. Think about it. Makes you think.
0: <laughs> What's happening? I'm in the mood to play Doom. How about that? Boom. Boom. Palindrome. Mitch Dyer, what can we spend our money on this week?
1: You can get Prison Architect on Game Preview for $30. It also has a free trial. Uh, like that free trial. We told Major Nelson all games,
0: free trials.
1: Looks evidently, like
3: evidently you, that trial was guilty because he went to prison. Bow, bow, bow,
1: bow. Gunscape is $20. bucks. <laughs> do not know what that is. We told Major Nelson that's a problem, too. Uh... Alakine's Gun. Thank you. Alakine's Gun. $50. Never heard of it. Screen <laughs> sheet, which is really, really cool. Yeah, Screensheet's tw- tw- a super bucks. fun uh, four-player
3: split-screen multiplayer basic shooter where you're supposed to look at everyone else's screen because the characters are invisible in the environment. Real fun. Yeah. Sweet. Big dumb fun.
1: The Solus Project mm. is in game preview for $13.50 with a free trial. Looks like a cool like moonwalking man survival game. Tiny Troopers Joint Ops, which I'm pretty sure was a mobile game that was Pretty well regarded. 10 bucks, And your Xbox Games with Gold this month for, mar- for March, because now we're in March. We are. Sherlock Holmes Crimes and Punishment available all month long. and Lord- This series is pretty good, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Lords of the Fallen, which that was like a Dark souls Polish game, right? Yeah, <laughs> Dark souls Polish game. I go to Polish you for our Polish yeah, yeah. news.
3: For pol- the two things I know are Polish games and Dark Souls. Uh, yeah, the game's pretty good. It's definitely a poor man's uh, Dark Souls, but that, it's not bad.
1: Okay, uh, starting March 15th Well, if you're poor, it's free. That's, free. That's true. <laughs> That's it's it's perfect. <laughs> perfect. That's available March 15th through April f- 15th. And on Xbox 360, Supreme Commander 2, which is an RTS, is available for the first half of the month it's before a, switching over to Borderlands. Yeah, Supreme Commander 2... is 1? It, it's a... Yeah, right? It's a
0: really good RTS. The, the controls are... To, in order to cram the RTS controls into a gamepad, I specifically remember this game for some reason. There are just, like, layers and layers of them where you have, like... You'll use, like, the trigger or the bumper as, like, a shift key to get, like, four, you know, six new buttons, but it works, and it is a really good strategy game, so if if you're into that kind of thing. Veggies, Cool. All right, we'll come right back, and the Ghost of Destin will take on Marty and Mitch in Unlock Block Trivia. (laughs) Which is a lot
1: like taking a phone call.
0: (laughs) Right after this. Uh, Welcome back to Unlocked. It is time for our, what, mm, semi-annual visit with Phil Spencer. It's like a State of the Union address. It's the
4: only time you'll let me in. I knock at the door, oh, no yeah. one answers once I'm, a year. I'm
0: going to give you a quiz at the end to see if you're still listening to Unlocked every week. Okay, to, okay. No, I'm not really. We don't have time for that. But <laughs> uh, I, I want to start with sort of the just the hot topic. I know you've, you've sort of taken to Twitter about this a little bit, but uh, what, what what do you want to say to the folks who, in light of the Quantum Break thing coming to PC, that say, Was oh, there a there's, thing? there's no reason to buy an Xbox One anymore if all this stuff's coming to PC? Do you, see, my argument was, do, do you even care? As long as you're, people are playing in the Microsoft ecosystem. Yeah, I matter. heard you
4: guys say that. We absolutely care. Like there's, when somebody makes an investment in Xbox One and they make that center of their console gaming experience, we have a commitment to make those people feel great about their investment in their console and continue to feel great about it. And so absolutely I care. I understand when you guys were answering, it was kind of from a financial standpoint, we get your money right, either right. way. I think was your term. I wouldn't say we get your money, but... <laughs> The uh, we, we actually think there's kind of a fundamental difference between a gaming experience on a PC and a gaming experience on a television. And there are certain either people or time that you decide, I want to play in front of my television, I want Xbox One to be absolutely the best console gaming experience we can create. And we're committed to that today and we'll be committed to that for many years. We're also Microsoft. We also look at Windows, obviously, as something sure. that's critical to the success of the company. And frankly, as us, the gaming group, we look at Windows, and we think we can actually have an impact there on making that um, a positive impact on Windows as uh, Windows Ten as a gaming platform. The the you know the argument that people give me that hey I'm just going to sell my Xbox One and play all these games on my PC, you know I, I get the emotion around that argument. Frankly, from a financial standpoint, absolutely the most cost effective way to go play these games is to own an xbox one three hundred dollar box yeah i mean the graphics card alone is probably 2x what the xbox uh, to run at a similar resolution but we also know that people love gaming rigs and they've got them set up so i look at that customer and absolutely i want to bring xbox live we're committed to bringing our biggest franchises both xbox and windows we've said that Um, doesn't mean necessarily that every game ends up on both platforms because there could be some differences in just the play space and how things play but you know, we look at those Windows ecosystems. What it's going to mean for my console, our console customers, more games to play. We're already seeing that. We're seeing more developers focusing on Xbox as the ecosystem gets bigger. So more people that they can sell their games to and can play means more people playing, more games to, uh, under development. I think those are just those are really strong things for the Xbox One community.
0: Are you surprised at all at the the uh, sort of uproar with the Quantum Break stuff last week?
4: No, I, I, I it. I expect it's kind of too, too much of a word. But, uh, I mean, you know this. I'm online most nights playing on my Xbox. People jump on and they'll talk to me about, yeah, you better keep this exclusive. You better keep that exclusive. Keep, uh, you know, only on Xbox. Like, and, and I understand the passion around it. But what I want to, you know, and I've said this, I've said it to you, I've said it to other people in the industry and, and in the press, I'm really focused on what people can play. Yeah. Not focused on what people can't play. I don't really think about that as a great way of growing our industry. Uh, I want to make sure that when people choose to play on our platforms, they have the broadest set of games to go play. I've said that in terms of, like, deals that we'll do for content. I'm not a big fan of 30-day exclusive Windows. I find that stuff kind of divisive in how our industry should be growing. And obviously, we're going to create first-party games. We create first-party games to prove our ecosystem, prove our platform and service. Um, But so, I don't know expected is too high of a word, but I know there's a lot of passion around Xbox. I think the fundamental concern that people have is, are we losing focus on the console? Is Microsoft somehow going to back away from our console focus and just have us only focus on on Windows? And absolutely not true. We are more committed to our console uh, and the future of that console than we've ever been.
0: How do you feel now in hindsight, with enough time passed, about the the Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider exclusive deal, about you know, the, the timing of it, how it was received,
4: how it worked out on the business side. Yeah, the business side, uh, I won't, because it's a partnership thing, I won't talk too much about other than to say, uh, I feel great, right? I, I, I love that a great game was able to come you to market. You would do that deal again? Uh, when, I mean, it, it, there's always unique circumstance around teams coming and things that we can add and value that we can add or even funding and publishing that we can yeah. add in that scenario, so every situation is unique. You know, I learned definitely something about how we announced that game at that Gamescom. I thought uh, we, we should have been more clear in what that game, how that game was going to come, whether it was exclusive or exclusive on console and what the time meant. We should have, I took that feedback, and, and I, I think about it a lot as we look at future announcements. I love that the game sold really well on Xbox. I know there's been some concern out there. Did it die on Xbox? I mean, it did really well on Xbox. I saw some of the early sneak peeks into how it did on on Windows all up, both on Steam and Xbox One. seems like it's doing really well there. At the end, I'm a big fan of Crystal Dynamics. I'm a big fan of Tomb Raider. The fact that uh, the next iteration of the franchise got built and millions of people are playing it is a good thing for gaming. You've you've talked
0: about how Tomb Raider actually helped sort of fill a a gap in your portfolio. Third-person action-adventure game. What other needs do you think the, the Xbox portfolio has at this point that you're looking to fill in, in one way or the other?
4: Uh, well, there's there's two ways to look at it. There's from a first-party standpoint, where should we be investing our most kind of critical internal resource, which is our teams. Yeah. And I would love to see us on the console specifically continue to broaden out our portfolio. You know, We have a lot of M games, a lot of core games. I think when I see things like Ori come out, they always light me up because I find not the game that's terribly uh, it's not easy, no. but it's something that from a subject matter um, and from a tone overall, it's very approachable to many people. and I love that, and I think there's a strength because I feel really good about uh, our, our kind of core games that we have. I love that we're doing Halo Wars this year because I still think strategy on consoles is an underserved category. Um, I love the first Halo Wars. I love the team that we're working with this time around. Creative Assembly is a great team. And so that's an area. From the third-party side, you know, I I get asked a lot about JRPGs and why don't we have stronger support in Japan. And, you know, obviously Xbox isn't as strong as Japan as some of the Japanese brands. Uh, So that's an area from a third-party standpoint I know we need to continue to focus um, and, and do better, and the fans tell me that
0: you've uh, you've accomplished a lot, no doubt, thank in your you. first couple years. In fact, we're coming up on your two-year anniversary, right? Of, just so,
4: passed it. Just passed it. Okay. Just passed a couple weeks ago, or something. awesome, or like right.
0: We'll have no. anniversary.
4: Well, thank you. Uh, uh,
0: but in this, you, you've accomplished a lot. You know, you, you talked to me at E3 last year about backwards compatibility. You're right. We're coming up on it. Thing. You're right. Yeah, uh, that's right. For you. And, and you got that done, that is in progress, that is continuing to evolve, and more and more games. What, what are your big, What's your big over, overarching plan for 2016, 2017 uh, now? What are some of your big goals for the platform?
4: Yeah, and we talked about it here at this event uh, at the beginning when we talked about where we're going and trying to bring our platforms together to allow gamers to have access to more games allow developers and studios to be able to build games for more people and make it easy for people to decide where they want to go play their content. I also talked a little bit about hardware generations and the fact that to me as a console gamer, I've taking out myself from being in the industry for a second, you know, going and finding my old uh, Dreamcast in a box and thinking about getting it out and plugging it all in to go play the games. There's this dynamic that happens in console generations at the end of every console generation you kind of box up the old one, you bring yeah. in the new one and it's a complete refresh and there's some coolness in that refresh but from content and those great games being accessible all the time you know, we did backward compatibility which certain people will say was just a selling feature for Xbox One it was actually more core to our, our, our principles than that of we actually want your content to be able to stay with you and we, I love the idea of both backward and forward compatibility when you think about future innovations that can happen in the hardware space. And frankly, us decoupling to some extent the how a game runs on a platform and the hardware itself allows for that hardware to continue to move in a generation, which is cool, and that's the games to stay with you longer. And we're we're very motivated by that inside of Xbox right now. So we
0: should expect, I mean, because you've publicly said there will be another Xbox box at some point down the road right it sounds like it is a priority for you to the the library now will will move with you
4: that's our goal right our goal is that your games that you buy on xbox we want to make a commitment to you that you'll get to continue to play them i look at what happens on windows today and the kind of length of a the lifespan of a Win32 game is pretty incredible when you think about it. And consoles just never had that capability. Now, there's downsides to that in terms of complexity and other things. And the reason I want to stay committed, and we will stay committed to building a console, because a console to me is that 10-foot appliance-like experience curated to some extent that I have on my plug-and-play, right? And that's important. And that's not the same thing. A PC is a general-purpose device that while I'm sitting there and I'm... I might be playing Tomb Raider, I can alt-tab over to Chrome and browse the web, right? Yeah. So, you know, it's just, it's different. I don't want to turn consoles into PCs because I do think they're fundamentally different. Uh, but I do look at the fact that I can still go back and, and boot my old Windows games, PC games, is something that's uh, a real strength of that platform. Mm-hmm. And, I don't think consoles should miss out on that.
1: You've
0: said yeah, that you're already planning for E3. I mean, every year yeah, it's yeah. crazy how far in advance E3 <laughs> gets. We're planning out. on the next E3 already. I'm kidding. <laughs> What's uh, what is what is sort of your your theme for E3 this year? I mean, last year you guys just kind of went hard. 90 minutes games. We're not going to really mess around with anything else, other sort of you know whether it's entertainment stuff or what have you. Is there sort of an
4: overarching theme that you're going to be working towards? I think this we've year? done that the last three E3s, and I think we'll stay. Focused on the content. To me, E3 is a gaming show. I've made the somewhat trite comment before: people buy gaming consoles to play games, uh, and I want to stand there and, and highlight. But we did have moments last year, like the Elite controller, yeah, which I thought uh, has been very well received. You can't keep and it was it in nice, stock? No, we're slowly. I can see <laughs> the the being in stock. We're getting close, um, but it's uh, so focusing on the gamer, what the gamer expects from us, and and uh, showing those things on stage will be exactly. What I want to continue to do. I mean, it's uh, to me that's what our brand stands for.
0: Right, last thing, real quick, I'm um, being given the wrap-up uh-oh, sign. Oh, uh, Have I have I interviewed enough of your old colleagues yet, and kicked up enough of a hornet's nest yet on uh, bringing back Xbox Live Arcade? Is that is that something you are looking at? Are you are you examining what uh, what? How digital gaming could be done even better on Xbox One.
4: Yeah, so you know, there, there's two audiences here. There's the developers of the games, and I love the support we have with ID at Xbox right now. We have you know thousands and thousands of game game of developers working studios, frankly, working in ID Games, and then we've got the gamers and their desire to find the stuff that they want to go buy. And I think you you brought up some good points with Greg around how we, as somebody who sees a lot of stuff can maybe help with some of the curation and promotion of some of the games uh, to make sure you find the games that you should go play, like Fire and the Flood. You should go play a game. It's fantastic. Uh, but the So I think about those two audiences, and I want to do what's right. I don't want to do something purely for nostalgic reasons, nor do I think you do. Like, a, you know, We want to do something that, that makes the ecosystem better. Uh, right now, I'm really proud of the... We had a great year with ID last year in terms of the number of games that were sold and submitted and published, and, and it looks bigger this year. But if we can make that that system better for both the gamer and the developer, I'm all in for doing it. And I, I think there's a lot of good ideas that you and Greg talked about in terms of the uh, XBLA and what it meant last generation.
0: Awesome. Phil, always a pleasure. We will see you again, no doubt, at
4: E3. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thanks. Unlock lock. Can you take on the
0: All right, unlock block trivia time. I'm going to start with the ghost of Destin Legary When I read the question, which is from Colin in Kitchener, Ontario, your boy, <laughs> different Colin. Oh, my mistake. Pride of <laughs> <That> Kitchener, was... <laughs> Ontario. <laughs> uh, he has won himself a copy of some video game. I think I'm, st- I think I'm down to copies of the backwards compatible Gears of War games from 360. I've uh, had a few other ones claimed, so we'll, get, we'll hook you up, Colin, and you win for submitting this question, which I'll now attempt to stump the panel with. It is this. Stubbs the Zombie, Rebel Without a Pulse, was originally released on the original Xbox in 2005. It was developed like using game. what game engine? Was it the Brute Force engine, the Halo engine, Oddworld Munch's Odyssey's game engine, or Fable's game engine? I'm gonna go over to Destin first. Wall guys,
1: up with a segue. I was just about to ask, can I do it? Yeah. <laughs> but you got it. it
0: was so, uh, using, uh, Killer Instinct using, season four is it? Yeah, that's using my power. At first,
1: I was gonna say brute force, but then I remembered. <laughs> I'm gonna go with B. Halo.
3: That's uh, that's Destin's answer. Even a broken clock is right twice a day. <laughs> Destined Marty is a broken Yeah, I wrote this. Is this says Halo? Hey, I moment. was gonna say, like, did you scribbling. sign the? It
1: turns the out I'm the Zodiac Killer. <laughs>
3: um, yeah, I, I, Ted Cruz is off the. I, re- I remember this being uh, Halo. Also, I miss brute force. Uh, Maybe I 18. should go back and play because I don't know if I
0: actually I it. don't do that. <laughs> I, I overrated that game oh, no. really badly. Nine point seven. It's but somebody, no, somebody no was asking me about it like not that long, like in recent memory, yeah. and I was like, oh yeah, it wasn't very good. I think I gave it like a six point something. <laughs> I w- actually went back and looked in the physical archive on the magazine rack. I gave it an eight something. I'm like, no, young me, what were you thinking? <laughs> that game was flawed. <laughs> So flawed, <laughs> it Yucky. put the studio out of business. Oh, <laughs> that's how that's how not well that but game it had did. A lizard Digital Anvil was the studio yeah. that was Chris Robinson. Oh, yeah, that's right.
1: Anyway, uh, Mitch, uh, I also said Halo because I'm pretty sure this was made by a bunch of ex-Bungie folks Yeah, everybody
0: said Halo, yep. everybody was
1: correct. Destiny
4: Remains
3: softball. behind,
4: Wait, what it does was,
3: what was the game where you had a gun that shot sharks? Oh. And you also had a gun that turned the level oh, upside down. Oh
0: that's a uh, are you thinking of Armed and Dangerous? Yes. Was a LucasArts game. Uh from um an ex an ex Imagine Media guy, like an ex Juno guy. Oh, really? uh, Aaron Aaron Loeb, Lob? Aaron Loeb. Okay. It'll come to me yeah, later. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. LucasArts published that game you're thinking For of. For some reason both these shark games gun. you yeah, shot yeah, a shark and, gun, and a then it the, the the goes down, like down TV, yeah.
3: whereas Brute Force was sort of more realistic
0: oh, you're a well, still wizard man it was just a four player sci-fi like before i got to OXM mm-hmm. they put the next halo on the, co- oh, <laughs> the co- no and, and, like n- took a long time to live that one down <laughs> like not guilty i wasn't here for that was there at least a question mark at the end anyway of it? <laughs> yeah you're right, you're right mitch this was uh it was uh, alex seropian the and uh one of the co-creators of halo from the old Bungie wow. days that's whose studio made this game. Nice. So, good memory, everybody. Good job, Colin. Kitchener, Ontario. You win something or other. If you want to win something or other also, send your Xbox-related trivia question. Include four multiple-choice answers. Please note the correct one in your email. And send that where, Mitch?
1: Unlock Baller.
0: Let's go home. Destin's not here, so he doesn't get to plug anything there's he's doing. Four, there's four hours of work left. <laughs> Well, <laughs> there's a lot more hours go of home. work left
1: than that. <laughs> there's so much work left.
0: I was, I was writing on planes yesterday. I, <laughs> that's I, I, true. Think that's I should, true. I'm going to go ahead and go home. We're jet setting. Ugh. Yeah, that's. I'm stoked for everybody to see that tomorrow. Yeah. Sadly, not Xbox related. No, but, but whatever. But still, if you like good video games, if you like video games, yeah. Uh, Mitch Dyer plugs
1: at MitchyD D on Twitter listen to IGN overclocked it's our PC show strangely relevant to the Xbox podcast are we gonna week.
0: have to merge them into just IGN locked because those that's what underclocked. Right? underclocked I love
3: it Un, I don't know we'll, we'll workshop it whatever
0: <laughs>
1: clocked <laughs> uh, yeah unclocked uh, check out my excuse me uh, the features I wrote based on our interview with Phil going to the event there's a lot of stuff about Microsoft saying they have a lot to prove with PC gaming and I agree good all right. Um,
3: I am on Twitter and Instantgrams and Peach at McBiggity. I don't know what Peach is. Uh, Hello At McBiggity. Uh... We Peach, did a comma, b- James and the Giant. Yes, exactly. My, my, my <laughs> favorite oh my childhood. I was about to say my children-based social network. I'm like, nope, that's that not, a don't be I'm a, I'm don't not a thing. I'm not don't. Not that thing. I'm not a, They're coming to arrest you, bad. Marty. Um, we just put up a bunch of Dark Souls 3 stuff that was a global effort. Um, very Xbox-related. Very Xbox-related. We played uh, the first four hours or so. We have a ton of footage, a ton of great uh, written pieces. Uh, me, Dan Krupa, Chloe, and Lucy put up all sorts of stuff. So check that out. That game's going to be Cool.
0: More coming, too. Yes. I'll tease that. Ooh. Uh, at DMC underscore Ryan. For me, I want to announce that the IGN unfiltered guest for this month Ooh. is none other than the great, the legend himself, Marty O'Donnell. <gasps> he made the music in Halo. So uh, this month's IGN first mm-hmm. is Golem, which is... Marty's new studio, Highwire Games, they are making a PlayStation VR game. Specifically for PlayStation VR, it is far and away the best, the, the most intriguing VR title I've seen mm-hmm. so far, because it's a real game. It is not. It is a story-driven game with combat and mechanics and story. It, uh, it's, not tech, it's not a tech demo mm-hmm. or a series of minigames, and it is by... Half their team is long-time Bungie veterans, and the other half of the team is long-time sucker punch guys from Infamous. So uh, some serious talent working on that game. We're covering it all month long, which I know is not specifically relevant to our Xbox crowd, but this IGN Unfiltered, which will go up towards the end of the month with Marty, will very much be relevant to the Xbox audience, because obviously we talk all about Halo. Um, He talks about well, forget it. I'll, I'll, it's it's a little early. Coming for, soon for teasing, but yeah, it's it's honestly uh, it's the unfiltered I'm most proud of so far. That's awesome. We talked for almost two hours. Jeez. It is the yep. longest unfiltered yet. So it is going to test the limits of people's patience for this <laughs> for this dumb little show I'm doing. <laughs> so look out for that. Uh, please check my Twitter profile page for a link to some cool T-shirts I'm selling. And oh, my Tesla podcast. If you think electric cars are cool, specifically the ones Tesla makes, I'm doing a weekly show about it oh. because uh, my wife was sick of hearing about it. So I made <laughs> I made a podcast find about it. On your own instead. avenue, Ryan. <laughs> hey, you know? It's and so I did. That is called Ride the Lightning. You can find it on iTunes. If you just search Tesla, it'll pop right up on there. And we're done. We did it. Destin Legary, thank you, even though you're not here. Marty Sleeva, you are here. Thanks I am you. here. Thank you, Mitch very Dyer. Nice. Awesome as always. Anytime. Appreciate all the efforts. Uh, thanks to all the fans as well. Thanks to Phil Spencer for taking 15 minutes to uh, let me interview him, catch up a little bit. I suspect the next shot I'll get at Phil will be E3. They don't they don't let him out very often, and they don't they don't <laughs> let me near him very often. They don't let him. He's not allowed to uh, eat, eat after midnight. Pretty much. Yeah.
3: I think so, that was a Gremlin thing. If not, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I referred to you as a gremlin film. <laughs>
0: Mitch just gave me the most, like, serious, studious look. It was just it was like, so what, yes, are you, what are we talking <laughs> Joe Dante films. <laughs> <I was> all... <laughs>
3: <laughs> don't get him wet. These are all gremlin rules, I think. Ryan, don't, why do you let dogs. me still talk? Why don't, don't. you just end the,
1: po- end the podcast? Get it out of here. Get oh, us man. Man. What, right. Let's just keep talking until Ryan ends the podcast abruptly. Is this a filibuster? Other...
3: Yeah. <laughs> a fella-